September 29th, the 273rd day of 2020. There are 93 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big debate tonight. The first presidential debate. That's going to be exciting. What to look forward to in the month of October. And uh, we'll also have just a whole lot of other fun. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. She's the pride of Pumpkin Center, the heiress to the great mini burger fortune. She's Vera Wang's arch nemesis and the professional bargain hunter's woman of the year. She's Misty Embry Thomas. Hey. How's Misty? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, the bearer of bad news. Why? 2020 got Farmville. The OG social media game, Farmville, coming to an end at the end of 2020. Oh, it's coming to an end. I was hoping it was coming back. I thought it left in 09 or 10. No, uh, Farmville is going away. Uh, It's kaput at the end of 2020, so you better get in there, harvest some crops, uh, polish up your tractor, get it washed up, get it shined up. Such a Farmville addict that my I, husband found, it's a true story, found me in the closet on our vacation hiding to, to harvest yeah. Andy Kane's crops because oh I was fighting my friend Sherry to harvest his crops because he was so far advanced in the game than us. Sure. So that's I, my question is then, this final 90 days, yeah. will there be a revival of Farmville? Since it's going away, will this be our opportunity to say, well, we got to have a Farmville reunion? I don't so, know. You know. That I mean, way we can. At that point, I was stalling our family going to the beach. There was an intervention by him and my young children at the time, and I've not played Farmville since. Yeah. No, it, I this got, is a true story, Dennis. I am not. This wow. is a true my, story. My farm's nothing but my farm's nothing but rutabagas. That's all, all my farm. Wow. So he had pumpkins. Beach is on assignment today, so we welcome in uh, our dear friend WD40. The uh, First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as the worship and discipleship minister. The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Cook. I know him as Yukon Cornelius. Yeah. Morning, Yukon. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. 
Hey, it's awesome to be here. It really is. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, did you get up this morning and uh, you look at your daughter, Gracie, and say, I need you to go back to school again today? <laughs> yeah. What's the, what are you doing here? <laughs> there were a lot of parents who were so overjoyed to see their kids go back to school yesterday mm-hmm. that now suddenly, just after one day, they're back at home again. And uh, this is must, messing me up. Must come as a as a disappointment. Well, yeah, I mean, I I hate to say I'm disappointed in my kids being in my house, but I am. Really, all three of them. We, shouldn't they be working? Yes. It seems like yeah. they should, should be. Yeah. I, I think they're all on Farmville. Of course, probably. But you've got. Uh, let's see. You have one. You have one NTI student. Yes. You have one virtual student. Yes. And you have one homeschool student. Uh huh. Just uh, checking all the boxes. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure who's doing I, what, I, I, but I'm sure own. they're doing fine. Thank God for Sarah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we, we know yeah. who the educational... Yes. Um, I'm the superintendent <laughs> of the Cook Ranch Academy, but other than that, I'm not sure what's happening. Mm, the superintendent. The superintendent of Cook Ranch Academy, if you're it, would be tantamount to being the superintendent of an apartment building in New York City. Basically, you're the maintenance guy. That's what Sarah says. Okay, yeah. that's what I yeah. thought. That's oh, what it I sounds better than what I thought she would say. Facilities manager? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Some type of engineer. Yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> we have a lot of parent-teacher meetings. Do you? Yeah. I'm going to request a raise on, on Sarah's behalf for her superintendent. <laughs> she deserves one now. Uh, weather-wise today, we are watching an isolated afternoon rain chance today. We will see another cold front bringing in much cooler air with highs in the low 60s. By the weekend, Friday and Saturday, look for highs to sit in the upper 50s and low 60s on Friday and Saturday. Lows in the 30s and 40s on Saturday morning. So just get ready. Partly sunny and 67. uh, Decreasing clouds tonight and 49. Mostly sunny and 74 for tomorrow. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, I don't like it. UConn weather. It is... um, you're going to be wearing your toboggan yeah. by the end of the week. Uh, tonight is the night. The first presidential debate between one <laughs> Joe Biden and Donald Trump. <sighs> I think that the I think the moderators uh, should be the old guys from the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think that. If you've got two old guys on stage like that, you need the two old guys from the Muppets that would offer commentary but and critique. And if the Muppets are out there, who's on stage? <laughs> well, that's that's. Uh, <laughs> you got Tannum again, Trump, and Sleepy Joe Biden, <laughs> Statler and Wardolf. <laughs> In an election year like no other, the first debate between President Trump. And Joe Biden could be a pivotal moment in a race that has remained stubbornly unchanged in the face of historic tumult. This could be the first one where somebody doesn't get out alive. So, but I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something is going to happen. But is it? It's not going to make any difference, is it? Haven't you had plenty of opportunities to get off of the Trump train? If you were going to get off of the Trump train, didn't you do it long ago? Yes, all this does is put gasoline on the fire mm-hmm. yes. for both I'm sides. I'm telling you, and I don't mean Don't like, get on Facebook tonight either, Any, mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shut it down like Farmville. I mean, I don't mean <laughs> <laughs> Or just Physically go to alive, go to but... the Farmville section of Facebook <laughs> and, and stay, stay there. Stay there. And stay out of your stay out of your feed. Um, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, you have to go back to the platforms and not the politicians because 
let's be honest. We don't, I don't vote personality. I vote platform. Uh, Jesus isn't on the ballot. He's never going to be. So you don't vote personality. You vote your party's platform. What's the, what are the platforms? And for me, I always start with life. I will always vote life. Uh, and then I just pray that God sends somebody else to be the, the person on the platform. I heard someone say this morning that Joe Biden is well-tested in debates. He had to go through 11 Democratic Party debates just to yeah. get to the general election. And I and I thought, no, he didn't win those debates. He was just the last man standing by default. He was the consensus choice and said, well, we got to pick somebody who has the outside chance of defeating President Trump. He was not the winner of any of those debates. He just attended. No. He just he showed up. He right. attended all 11, and he was somewhere near the center of the stage, and then he'd make silly things like, you know. <laughs> but who better to take on Trump with his I, silliness? I know. That's just, it could be completely I off mean, the chain tonight. I don't know that Trump's going to be able to debate because he can't get off Twitter long enough. to. He's going to tweet his responses <laughs> yeah, to Joe Biden, Can he Biden, love right? tweet during debate? He will. He will. He, he will figure <laughs> wow, out a way. Awesome. Talk to text. <laughs> if you see the smoke rolling from his podium, it's because the tweet machine's been yeah. fired up. I just don't know. I mean, the tax return issue is going to come up. But oh, again, yeah. if you're not, if you're, if you're already on, if you if you are still on the Trump train, you are not getting off the Trump train. You're not. Listen, we're voting platform at this point. You, we are not voting for the speaking of platform. Office. You may be standing on the platform at the railway waiting to get on a train. Yeah. But if you're on the Trump train, you're not getting off at this point. Listen, I Just, can, I, I can. Def- I can plead it both ways. There are people who love him and love his tenacity and love the fact that he is a a you know, in-your-face kind of president, and then there are people who hate that. Yeah. Uh, I personally would like to see his Twitter taken away from him. So. <laughs> <laughs> can Melania take his Twitter away? Can, I, can we, I don't can we know. ground him a while? The lone that? Kentucky detective facing charges related to the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor pled not guilty yesterday. Brett Hankinson's plea comes five days after a grand jury indicted him on three counts of wanton endangerment for firing into the home of Taylor's neighbors. If convicted, he could face up to five years in prison on each count. But the biggest news of yesterday is that a grand juror filed a petition in a court in, I guess it was Jefferson County, to have the uh, transcript and tapes of the grand jury proceeding unsealed because a grand juror was making a claim that Attorney General Daniel Cameron was using the grand jury as a shield mm. for, you know, he's blaming the lack of uh, of commitment to do something more on the grand jury. And so uh, what is historically a secret proceeding, and I think it does set a dangerous precedent going forward if we uh, release this, but a judge has ordered it. My guess is uh, the AG says that he will appeal. I think he has until noon tomorrow mm-hmm. to uh, release it. And he says he will comply with the order, but it does make me wonder if they won't file an emergency brief to appeal that ruling and see where it goes. Because I, I wouldn't imagine he's just going to say, here you go. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you last week, you know, I I said I, I can't verify that everything he was telling me is the truth because I wasn't there. But I had a high level of trust that in the what he was delivering, in the way he was delivering it, was uh, a fair representation and accounting of what happened. But regretfully, what's happening in this case is that uh, it, it kind of starts with attorneys. It starts with attorneys like Steve Romines. It starts with the attorneys for the for the Taylor family. They're all motivated and being compensated to get more than they're getting for their client, and so they are on a mission 
to try and find a set of facts that fit a narrative that they're trying to tell. And that was one of the biggest concerns last week, last Wednesday, was these feelings would continue even though facts had been presented. And so because but the facts didn't match your feelings, so now you're determined, well, I need more facts. And then I need some facts that are subjective. It's like, well, they could or could not have said, or they they lack definition or being definitive. Well, there's enough ambiguity there that see it kind of it matches the story that I'm trying to tell, so that I'm representing my clients better or in a different way. And so I don't. Um, I guess I'll be happy to see exactly what's in the grand jury testimony, mm-hmm. but I don't really like. You can't unring the bell. You know, once it's out there, I don't know that. I'm not, but I'm. I, my knee jerk reaction is to also always see transparency, especially in these situations where it matters and it could set set laws, it could change laws, it could roll back laws, it could change the way that we move forward as a society. So I think that when you are in charge of that, you need to be held accountable by the people who put you there. And you're also, it's a peer, it's our peers that that panel that gets drawn in to do that and picked. So why is it that it's secretive what they're doing for the rest of us? That seems wrong in the way that we've set up America. So I would have to have a more of a conversation with you as why you feel like once we ring that bell, we can't unring it. What cases, other than juvenile cases that are protected and should stay protected, what cases would we not want to know when we're dealing with government-paid entities, which are officers? Yeah, but if you're not charged, so that's the issue. There's the presumption of guilt, right. a presumption of innocence to the point that the uh, set of facts is presented to the grand jury based upon a recommendation by the attorney general or some other prosecutor. And the grand jury has to hear lots of different evidence and decide if how much of it has credence and how much have, uh, of it does not. Sure. So if you take a completely innocent person and there's some level of evidence out there and you just – there's a reason grand juries have always been closed. Yeah. You know, just historically throughout our nation's history. So my point is, is that you won't be able to put the genie back in the bottle on this case. And this case may serve as precedent for future cases that could be harmful that grand juries are opened up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, that's what I was going to ask is, does this set a precedent yeah. for the future? It, it will. If, will, if that does happen. I go back to the reason that news departments write stories about uh, magistrates or councilmen or police officers or anyone who is receiving a compensation from taxpayers, there should be 100% transparency. So when it goes into the court system, and especially with a case like this, I'm still going to lean on the side of transparency. I think you need to protect those grand jurors and their identity, but uh, I'm going to lean on the side of and transparency. And I would also like to have – I would like to hear from someone with a law degree – Sure. To tell me, okay, why do, why is our nation built this way with the grand juries and the way that it's structured? Mm-hmm. Because I'm no legal scholar, but I just know that historically, because of jurisprudence and because of due process, that we have done we have we have done grand juries in secret, and then if they pass a bill of indictment, then the charges are announced as this. So right. we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. It also I uh, said yesterday that uh, it would only be a matter of time. Before the credibility of Judge Amy Coney Barrett was called into question, and it was, but I felt like they had to thread the needle. There was a very narrow, a very narrow eye of the needle that they might try and sneak through 
to uh, erode some of her credibility. So it was at lunchtime yesterday, and I saw the headline. I meant to screen grab it and and didn't because it was a notification on my device. But it said uh, reports that uh, Amy Coney, Coney Barrett has ties to religious group that believes men are the head of household. Yeah. And I just I laughed and I thought, holy moly, it's Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought how laughable that journalists in today's society or people in general don't know enough about the construct like the the biblical charge of the construct mm-hmm. of families, the responsibilities, mm-hmm. the various roles that they would think that this is some outlandish idea that somehow men are supposed to be leaders. This is not new information to uh, any of us in this room. No, no. So. And, it, and it, that, that 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 word's leader, not dominant. Yeah. Not dominator, not abuser, yeah. not daddy. It's leader. That means that uh, when all hell, and I mean that in the right context, breaks loose, it's coming after you, my friend. Because yeah. Ephesians five makes it clear that that the husband should set the precedence for the family by showing his submission to Christ, mm-hmm. and that lays the groundwork for everyone else to follow that same model. And uh, also, uh, men love your wives as life as Christ loved the church. Let's see, what did Christ do for the church? Oh, yeah. He died. For yeah, me. laid down yeah, his so life. It's, yeah. it's so, the, actually, the leadership row is a more submissive row than the wife is being called to. They so. just try yep. and, but they try and needle like, well, this, is, this is our only way we can shoehorn in something. It would too. be something where they, they make it look like she was being racist some way or there, you know, something with her Christianity or her faith or how she has, you know, uh, a hate crime or... It will be a twisting of something. Mm-hmm. Kentucky Today has a nice feature on her. If you want to go to KentuckyToday.com, uh, the headline is Explainer, What You Should Know About Judge Amy Coney Barrett. has got her uh, bio, seven children, uh, two adopted, one special needs. You can get beyond just the got some case law, some things that she's argued. Some She's evolved on some of her positions over the years, which most people who are gaining wisdom in life do. Absolutely. And so you can um, read that for yourself. Uh, COVID-19 update, 456 new coronavirus cases reported yesterday by the governor. 66,939 is our total. But last week... We had almost 5,000 new cases of COVID-19 in Kentucky last week, which would be the most we've ever had. And I wonder how many people are sick and not getting tested because they know Mm. they're sick. It's a good idea. Um, It's a good question. I mean, Governor Bashir reported five new deaths, brings our death toll to 1162, 4.41% on the positivity rate on the seven-day rolling average, so dropped a tenth of a percent. And 1.373 million tests performed in Kentucky. So is this month the highest month we've ever had and the most deaths we've ever had? It's going to have to be, I would suppose. I've not so this I've is the, done the math, but yeah, it makes sense. This, um, this is the red month so far. Uh, yesterday, Eric Freelander, the Secretary of the Kentucky Cabinet for Health and Family Services, offered an update on health care and the pandemic electronic benefit transfer, the PEBT program. And uh, he said yesterday that as of today, more than 1.6 million Kentuckians have enrolled in Medicaid. He said that's a little more than one in three Kentuckians. Now, 
I the my immediate question was, in total, uh, is that our is that our running total of people who are on Medicaid mm-hmm. in Kentucky? One point six. We're a state of four million people, so that would be about a third. But that math, when I look a third, you can't. We can't have a third of our state on Medicaid, can we? I mean, during a pandemic, we might be able to financially do that, but we can't do that infinitely, Mm-mm. right? No, I mean, I mean the math doesn't work out. But the, I'm, the problem I'm is, not is a more CPA, but I know one. I could ask the I could ask <laughs> the question. Uh, he said eligibility for the program on these new SNAP benefits or the uh, the PEBT program is still based on the National School Lunch Program participation. So then that made me all right. Ground rules question. Do all Grayson County students, by virtue of there being no charge to the student for lunch, does that make them, by default, part of the National School Lunch Program? Yes. So if you're, so uh, does that mean that if you're a student in Grayson County Schools, you automatically qualify for PEBT no matter what your household your income household is. income yes. situation? Yes, because the county qualifies. So we moved okay. into a different poverty level back when all of that started, and that made our, our county qualify. It was no longer about households. All it right. was about the county is at such a high poverty level that now free free food is offered to all of the students. He said yesterday that 541,000, so over a half million Kentucky students, were enrolled in the PEBT program and said that all that all uh, kids will be getting cards mm-hmm. in the mail, some of them um, sometime in the month of October, but some could be um, some could be sooner, some could be a little bit later yeah. on. So, so our okay. schools, and I'll get this wrong if I do, Christy, um, head of school lunches, <laughs> head school lunch lady, correct me, but the school is reimbursed federally for that that food. So since they're not buying the food, the money is then sent in the form to, directly to the students to buy their food. Okay, got it. Uh, Litchfield man is facing drug charges after an early morning traffic stop on Lilac Road. Uh, yesterday morning about 4.15, Officer D.J. Newton conducted a traffic stop on a GMC Sierra truck for faulty equipment on Thomas Drive. 30-year-old Chad Clemens, after conducting an investigation, Newton determined Clemens was driving under uh, under the influence of a substance, arrested, charged, yada, yada, yada. Uh, officials are urging caution with fire season approaching on Thursday. There'll be new restrictions on when you can burn, how close you can burn to a wooded area beginning on Thursday, which is the uh, start of the uh, new month. And regretfully, Halloween safe spot canceled due to pandemic concerns. We learned about that yesterday morning. Hate to hear it, but completely understand. I was really on, hoping uh, we would do a drive through where we just stood and we threw the candy into the car instead of like at the parade, you throw the candy out of the car. <laughs> a right? re- like a the reverse, reverse parade. parade. Yeah, I got it. See how that Neat could, idea. Right? See but how I- that could work. And uh, Grayson County's uh, Grant Mannion back-to-back years will compete in the state golf championship. So congratulations to Grant. He uh, participated in the fifth region tournament yesterday, shot 78 to qualify for state. Girls are on the course today, so good luck to them. Got to get to a break. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Known. Today is National Coffee Day. Ah, I just had some. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a little pause here. Can I can I say something? 
And I, I hope sure. it's a judgment-free zone. I think all radio shows are. No, not ours. Go clearly. <laughs> I've never had coffee in my life. Because huh. it would. Were you told by your mother it would stunt your growth? No. Well, actually. Because uh, it's I, obvious you haven't had any coffee, <laughs> if that's the case. Thank you. <laughs> uh, RC was my coffee. You've never uh, had a cup of coffee? Uh-uh. This is coming from the man who doesn't eat cream cheese either. Yeah. One more strike and you're out. Luck <laughs> keeps no record of wrong, uh, but evidently no not over here. There's no judgment in this room <laughs> right so now. So why, why no coffee? Why never had any coffee? I am afraid. I'm, a, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I may feel so I'm good. I'm living in fear uh, with coffee. I don't know. It just hasn't attracted me. And I, I haven't got onto that, you know, first cup, and you may never stop the rest of your life, you know. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you've never gotten up needing something in the morning, like, I got to have something to wake me up. Listen, I, yeah. I love Coke. coffee so much that I have a picture of my coffee mug on my coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I almost bought yesterday, and I didn't because I'm trying to, to not bring things into our house as we're downsizing. They have a The Child coffee mug locally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason, here's the real reason why I didn't get it. Because it only held like a spoonful of coffee. Oh, it's an espresso cup. I mean, it was. It looks like a big coffee cup, but the child took up so much of the girth that it like. Right. Like, well, I can't Got do it. anything. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it is also Confucius Day today. Confucius, Dead. born this date in what five ninety one, I think. Uh, interestingly enough, about Confucius, yeah. Confucius brought us four hundred and ninety nine famous sayings. Yeah. Wow. It seems to me. That Confucius then would have a clever saying about why he couldn't get to the 500th. I knew, right? But then that would give him the 500th. So he right. he was at an impasse with himself. I have a clever saying about stopping at 499, but if I give it to you, I won't have stopped at 499. Right. And that's what killed him. Yeah. <laughs> that's what and I'm just saying, his tomb's still occupied. His tomb is that, There you go. It is. There you go. It is without a doubt. Uh, new month on Thursday. And I, I am going to drill down on that a little bit more with UConn in just a moment because I've seen some troubling signs oh, no. that I'd like to talk about. More than the coffee? <laughs> Uh, October is American Pharmacist Month. It's Applejack Month. It's, of course, I I think of all the things that we know about October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, they've done a very good job of always Mm -hmm. creating awareness in that month. It's um, Clergy Appreciation Month. Oh. I feel like every day is Clergy Appreciation (laughs) Day. It is Cookie Month. It is Eat Country Ham Month. Yes, do that. It is National Pizza Month. Yay. It's National Popcorn Popping Month. We've had a great conversation this morning. Already. It's Sarcastic Month. Sure it is. I'm fluent in that. It's my second language. Seafood Month. I'm out. On October 2nd, it'll be National Custodial Workers Day. Uh, Virus Appreciation Day on October 3rd. On Saturday, it's going to be Virus Appreciation Day. I think I've shown my limit of viral appreciation for the year. Is this part of Sarcasm Month? Yeah, right. I think it's in keeping with the tradition. Okay. Sunday is National Golf Day. Monday is World Teachers Day. The 7th is Bald and Free Day. 
lucky you Columbus guys. It's Day your on the 12th. Yep. It's just aligning perfectly for you all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Between pizza Popcorn and pizza. clergy. And uh, Old Farmer's Day is on the 12th. National Gumbo Day is on the 12th. Boss's Day is on the 16th. Pasta Day on the 17th. Meatloaf Appreciation Day on the 18th. My husband loves gumbo. I appreciate you, Meatloaf. I'm sure it's the singer, though. Ah! Absolutely. But I won't do that. Mm -mm. Uh, It's TV Talk Show Host Day on the 23rd. Do we qualify now? National, I think we do. National (laughs) Bologna Day is on the 24th. Just keeps getting better. It's Mother in Law Day on October the 25th. It is National Mincemeat Day on October the 26th. What? I always, you know, heard that in cartoons. I'll make mincemeat out of you. If if that's a bad thing, I don't want it. No, I hope not. (laughs) The the 29th is Frankenstein Day. The 30th is Candy Corn Day. And of course, Halloween. Telling you, if you're looking for a great Netflix series for October, watch The Frankenstein Chronicles. Okay. It's yeah. really good. Really good. Yeah. Really so, good. Uh, for those of you that don't know, or that have been absent on Tuesdays for the last several months, Where you been? Uh, Dennis uh, Cook is our, uh, excuse me, Yukon Cornelius, is our chief culinary technician. And we've had a lot of fun with um, snack time and figuring out various new trends in mm-hmm. the grocery industry and foods. Um, I did see a, a story today that made me wonder where Dennis would come down uh, on the following new information. Okay. We, I have, I have observed President Trump and Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks being at odds with their ideology since March on certain things. You know, you've got the scientists in the Fauci and Burks, and then you got the president saying, "Ah." I don't believe that. <laughs> so it made me wonder the following things, that if Dennis would feel similarly, over 10 food rules that registered dietitians <laughs> would give us. Okay. Okay. For instance, rule number one, avoid processed foods. So... Dennis, do you are you going to call fake news on that, or do you think of processed foods are bad? Processed foods are bad. Okay. Hot dog uh, to you. Huh? Hot dog to you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, this <laughs> says, registered dietitian says, don't eat after X o'clock. Don't eat after 7 yeah, o'clock. o'clock. Don't That's, eat after 8 o'clock. It's true. Really? Okay. Yeah. It helps your digestive system. You sleep better. You sleep better. Okay. Oh. So you're not calling that fake news, but you certainly don't observe that rule. <laughs> He just told me earlier we were talking about popcorn. Oh. Pop, late, late Man night has popcorn. one snack. <laughs> late night popcorn is its popcorn own food month. group. You're outed on, on radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and, and I also eat processed foods, believe it or not. I don't believe it. So I you do. don't believe You don't it. disagree with the advice. You just choose to ignore it. I don't have to do it. Yeah. I mean, Listen, it's... because I don't do it doesn't mean we don't believe in science. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> this says don't emotionally eat. Well, some of the best kind. Actually, yeah, I disagree. That's... I eat when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm scared. Don't overdo it on the sugary fruit. <laughs> Drink a glass of water when you're hungry instead. Wait, wait, wait. Who wants to do that? Don't overdo fruit. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't overdo it on the sugary oh, fruit. Oh, I don't have Who's a list of fruit? sugary fruit unless I'm putting sugar on it. What's uh, sugary fruit? Fruit's uh, healthy no matter what. <laughs> always choose the whole grain. 
cut your t- carbs, and I, I really think that you're going to object to this one. Always sit down at a table to eat. You can't know you got to stand and uh-huh. expand your belly. Yeah, that's walk that's the only one yeah. that I call. I send out the challenge flag the, on the yeah. walking taco. I mean, goodness gracious. <laughs> It's a reason. It has it's, it's a walking name. and it's a talking. Usually for me, it's driving. Mm. Yeah, right. But you got to be very careful about what you choose to, to mm-hmm. eat while you're, yeah. while you're driving. Sloppy Correct. Joes are not, not favorable. The fall no. Christmas trees, Christmas trees, are the most festive decor trend this season. Huh. Dennis, um, I've, I've not known you all that long. Okay. But I feel like in the time that we've known you, as the Brits would say, we've got on very well, mm-hmm. right? In the, in the United <laughs> Kingdom, they would say, you all get on very well together. Mm-hmm. We would Here in the States, we would say, we get along well. Okay, then I will agree with that. I wasn't for sure about the <laughs> overseas comment, but yes. I, oh, I knew this was coming. You did? Yeah. What, why are you scooting over? Uh, <laughs> messing up your camera view. <laughs> I, I have observed an area... Where it might be the greatest source of tension oh. between you and I okay. that we have yet I'm nervous for you. to approach. <laughs> Proceed, counselor. <laughs> it pleases the court. You seem to think that it's okay to just rush on to the Christmas season as soon as pretty much Labor Day is over. <laughs> and I am... Um, I have some very hardened rules about when Christmas trees are appropriate on the calendar. You didn't play loose and fast with that at all. May I interject? This is why I'm bringing it up in a public format for you to defend yourself or at least make some attempt to convince me why your protocols are okay and mine are not. I'm going to offer you legal counsel at this point. I'll take it. Okay. Ooh, hey. If you would like for me Told to you. speak I would on love your behalf. For, you to. <laughs> for a it, second. That pleases the court, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy working with Dennis on Tuesdays. <laughs> everybody's allowed some grace in our life. As Christians, grace is an, is an overcoming theme. Love conquers all. I ain't scared. Okay, now get him. <laughs> <laughs> now. Dennis, no, a, I think she was talking to me. Sam, you know? Sam mm-hmm. is showing September the 25th a post <laughs> from the Cook Ranch <laughs> that an undecorated Christmas tree is apparently erected in your living room. Told you. Um, defend yourself. Uh, you know, I don't have to. Uh, secondly, <laughs> don't want to. And, uh, oh, Christy, 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 Christy. The truth always comes out. Christy, I tell you what. They'll just turn on you just like that. <laughs> All things done in the dark are brought to the light. You know, can you show me, sir, in what what textbook, what manual you have that. found that says a, a tree can only go up on a certain date at a certain time? You cannot show me that book, and you cannot defend your stance on when trees go up, yes, when can. they go down, Actually, why they. Sh- it's wrote a book about it's it. the book of common sense. <laughs> what it's- that's it. I'm out. What it's called. It's the end of no book. That tree better be decorated for Halloween or for fall. It better not be a Christmas Lights tree. come in today. They'll be going up with our ornaments. Goodness gracious. It's the holiday. <laughs> we got to get to a break. Just cut him right off. Back with more here on In the Know.
Did you know Chinese checkers was invented in Germany? Oh, I don't like fraud. What? I, I really thought it had something to do with Confucius. I thought the reason Confucius couldn't get to his 500 saying he was busy inventing checkers. But the Chinese variety. We're into all of our Confucius sounds confused. It does sound very confusing. I, I don't. So does that mean there's something racist about Chinese checkers? Like were the Germans trying to cast dispersions at the Chinese with their version of checkers? So should I feel guilty about playing Chinese checkers? No, they knew Oriental trading was coming and everybody was going to buy everything <laughs> from China, right? <laughs> Wish.com was on the way. <laughs> uh, Saturday Night Live is revealing how the COVID-19 era live audience will work. So the 46th season of Saturday Night Live premieres this weekend. The show will be performed in front of a live audience once again, but all ticketed guests will be required to take a mandatory COVID-19 test upon arrival. This is a self-administered lower nasal antigen test with results yielded before the show. Temperature checks will also be required at check-in, no, no. and you have to answer a series of questions. No, those don't work. If those worked, then why did we have to lose pieces of our brain when this whole pandemic started? <laughs> you know, this makes me, seriously, this makes me upset because we have counties waiting on rapid testing to, to help people who are actually sick. Right. And we're doing it before a, a useless comedy show. But Thank de- you. But Dennis, it's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, Listen, cares? you got him wrought up over the Christmas tree. Now the angry you Dennis, <laughs> don't poke out. the bear. Oh, Dennis, you didn't hear? They're doing their Christmas episode on October the 3rd. <laughs> I won't sure. watch it. I won't. Lies. Now you're stirring the pot <laughs> over there, buddy. <laughs> poke the bear oh, a yeah. few times. I, I'll wake up. <laughs> I'm using a boat oar. I'm not just stirring it. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I'm using a boat oar. Let's get it Your real. Your going to be sore. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry deny a report that they're starring in a reality show for Netflix, which means, guess what? They're starring in a reality, reality show. show for Netflix. Yay! I hope they call it the Crown 2.0. They, they got all that money from Netflix for some reason. So, I yeah. mean, what? What are they doing? What are you doing with your life? What are you going to do? What are they going to do with the Netflix money? If we're not getting a reality show, I want my six ninety nine back. Blake Shelton jokes that he gained one hundred seventeen pounds in quarantine. That's awesome. And says that he's trying to lose weight. It's not that much, he Aww. said. But he the the forty four year old country crooner joked on Ellen yesterday. He was on the Ellen show that he'd put on some weight. He also shared that Gwen Stefani had dyed his hair because he went from salt and pepper to just salt. <laughs> <laughs> so he He's decided, very funny. He had decided funny. to color his hair to get back to a more <laughs> natural salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny, I must admit. <laughs> yes. And Lauren Daigle has announced a concert for Hurricane Laura Relief. Nice. She's from Louisiana, so she's going to try and help out people in her home state. The steam, the stream will premiere on Veeps. I don't know what Veeps is, but hopefully uh, you do. It will be on Sunday, October 11th in the evening, and it will be available to watch for 48 hours. And so you'll be... Um, Tickets and VIP opportunities start at $25 for We like Lauren Daigle. Yeah, right? yeah. Is she, yeah. Isn't she good? And uh, finally, oh, yeah, some other perhaps bad news. Netflix is likely to raise their subscription prices in North America 
or Europe soon, but it won't likely suffer major backlash. Can't we all agree we've gotten our value out of Netflix this year that probably we could afford a few more dollars on Netflix? But we, the thing is, we've watched everything. What am I paying for at this point? Yeah. Will there be more on the way? That's yeah, what I'm, I, I'm that's not paying to rewatch to everything sure. I've already watched. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Gnome. Point to ponder for today. Where does the lovely and talented Sarah Cook stand on the gross extension of the Christmas decoration season? Is this her fault? Is this a bonding? Is this a is this a point of bonding between you two? Or have you? Did you have to lobby her? Was this her idea? I need to know where she stands. Like who made the other extend the Christmas season? I love my wife, and when I first presented the thought, she said no, and then that's all it was. And I walked away. Sounds sensible guys, to me. Guys, walk away. Guys, okay. just walk yeah. away. But continue right. planting seeds. <laughs> continue dropping hints. Talk to your children. Let them each at a time alternate days of saying something about Christmas. And then all of a sudden your wife might go, what about Friday? What about Friday, hon? You want to put up the tree Friday? If you want to. Now send it's her idea. In. Send the babies in. Oh. That's her idea. So you just admitted to taking your wife to the dark side on this issue. You Is just, that She yes. was sensible, logical. She, she had wisdom. She... And here we just talked about earlier in the show about being the example. Yes, about the leadership. So now you you've corrupted your wife. By you've your corrupted your own. children and your wife <laughs> by having your Christmas tree up on September twenty fifth. Christie's written anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, don't you put it up there if she does. <laughs> you know, it's a mutual decision because the, let me just say this, guys. As you know, if if the wife didn't want the tree up, it wouldn't be up. No, I think this was Sarah's peace offering. This was, you are not buying the 50-foot Yukon Cornelius. She, she don't play yard. no peace offering. Yeah. She don't play that way. But the, you don't think we play that way. But see, you're not looking for a $1,200 Yukon Cornelius anymore Misty either, is are spot you? on. This was her way <laughs> of getting out of the inflatable Yukon Cornelius. For I don't the like how you two tree. team up against me on Tuesdays. We've been doing this for 14 years. <laughs> uh, so, uh, by the way, I... Um, First Baptist Church, every for whatever reason, every time I drive by the marquee, my eyes locked on to the Dear, dear Church. God. Oh, Dear Church, yeah. And I, I know it's a lesson series that you all have been featuring, but there's so like, I want to start writing the letter at yeah. Dear Church, and then I start thinking, I start writing the first line. Mm-hmm. So are you remaining on that study, or what's yes, going on at through, through Through October, uh, we're going through all the seven churches of Revelation where Jesus was sharing and teaching the churches in, in that book, and, and we're taking those biblical truths and applying those to our lives today, reminding us of those truths, and then trying to do what Jesus taught to them. Now we're trying to go out into our community and love others and serve others and be the picture of Christ in our community. And that's our goal to be reminded of all those things. And, and through that, we've been able to kind of have some discussions and say, and send out, you know, uh, uh, some, some messages to our people of dear church, this is not who we want to be. But this is who we want to be. Let's don't go this way. We've learned some difficult lessons from Scripture about what 
what can happen when churches take their eyes off of Christ and focus on the world. And uh, it's been, been some really good reminders for us. It's an engaging series. I mean, it's engaged me. Just the idea of the uh, the premise of it has yeah. certainly had my attention. Uh, on TV tonight, the presidential debate. Also, the baseball postseason gets underway this afternoon. You can start watching uh, Wild Card Week, uh, I think, about uh, noon, our time today, and games run throughout. I'm going to be conflicted because the Yankees will be at Cleveland okay. starting at 6, and then the debate is later. I think the debate's not until 8. We've got to allow for California to go home and be there to watch the debate. So I think the debate is a little bit later. I can tell you if you're looking for a home run, you're probably not going to find anybody hitting home runs at the presidential debate <laughs> And the premiere, well, fouls. actually I don't know a if I should fouls. call it a premiere, but The Weakest Link is back on NBC, a oh. reboot of You Are the Weakest Link. Goodbye. <laughs> Only this will be hosted by Jane Lynch. And then the season 21 premiere of Little People, Big World on TLC. Oh, wow. In case you're trying 21. to avoid... The presidential debate. The roll-offs. Mm-hmm. I love the roll-offs. Date in history, 2005, John Roberts was sworn in as the nation's 17th chief justice after winning Senate confirmation. They need to get back together, though, don't you think? 1978, Pope John Paul I was found dead in his Vatican apartment just over a month after becoming head of the Roman Catholic Church. In 1982, extra-strength Tylenol capsules laced with deadly cyanide claimed the first of seven victims in the Chicago area. And as Forrest Gump would say, and just like that, I had my Halloween costume for the year. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I don't know if Dennis knows this or not. No. No. Halloween of 1982, I went as a Tylenol box. He made it himself. Made it. It's a complete homemade costume. Yeah, it was good. We have a picture somewhere. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis is 85 today. Mike Post is 76. Wow. Bryant Gumble is 72. Andrew Dice Clay is 63. Never liked Andrew Dice Clay. Cannot stand him. Did not ever enjoy ever. his... Uh, hmm. Chrissy Metz from This Is Us is 40 today. Philip Phillips is 30. And Halsey is 26. Which one is Chrissy? She's um, the sister? Yes, she's Kate. Kate, okay. Mm-hmm. Two, some very, two very good singers on that show. When's it coming back? Chrissy Metz. Uh, sometime uh, early October. Uh, Chrissy Metz mm-hmm. has a beautiful singing voice. And then, of course, Mandy Moore. Mm-hmm. She's really good. Uh, Cervantes, born this date in 1547. You know, uh, Don Quixote. Oh, okay. Or Don Quixote. Oh, now I know. <laughs> Horatio <laughs> Nelson, born in 1758. Gene Autry, the singing cowboy, born this date in 1907. Larry Linville was born this date in 1939. Larry Linville played Frank Burns on MASH. Well. Frank Burns eats worms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go to Chart Toppers. Love this. 1954. Bill Haley and the Comets were number one. The very first video on K105's YouTube channel Featured this song. Wow. Do you remember it, Misty? I do. I remember capturing it. Mm-hmm. It was a performance down at Calvin Ray's. Chamber had their Christmas party down there. And part of the entertainment used this song, correct? Yep. yep. Memorable. Was. Great song. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
still talking about it to this day. <laughs> it was unforgettable. I mean, the fact that it had the designation as the first. I don't even know if it's still publicly available or not. We had to look. 1963, The Ronettes and Be My Baby. Classic. Dennis, where are you on Dirty Dancing? I wasn't going to ask because I know where he is on cream cheese. <laughs> so. I am. Uh, I. This is my one of my wife's favorite movies Very good. of I all time. I didn't ask about Sarah. I know where. I, I, I would have bet money where Sarah is on the movie. I asked about you. Said anything. Um, I turn it on to make her happy there. There you go. That's all, all right. we needed. All right. You're back in the game, So my I can friend. talk to you about the whole movie? It's a good move. What they do. The OJ's number one in 72 with Backstabbers. OJ's Carol of the Bells. Mark won't, so you need to just find it. Since you're already into Christmas music, the best Carol of the Bells ever. It's all acapella. Uh. <laughs> no, she's combining that with an acapella. acapella. An acapella go. What did I say? Acapello. Oh, that's Barney. acapella. <laughs> Sorry. Acapella. Acapella. I know that one. It's that too. Yeah. Of course you do. Juice Newton, number one. This date in 1981. I love Juice Newton, but I just want to talk to her mom. Why Juice? Well, not Sarah. Dennis, my... Andy Griffith. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. One of my most favorite episodes is when Barney's studying for the test and swears that he knows it. And so Andy tests him. That is one of the most classic television scenes of all time. It is. Um, I don't think I know that one. <laughs> it happened a couple of different times. Yes. In the series. But yes, I mean, we could go on for hours. Sure. About classic comedy greatness. <laughs> Misty, the premise is Barney swears that he knows that he can pass the test. And he says, okay. And he can't even get the first word. He has to be prompted on the first word. Right. And at the end of the scene, Andy has said every word and Barney has said no words. Gotcha. The preamble to the Constitution, you know. Yeah, right. but wasn't there. Uh, the one I was thinking about was a law enforcement test, I thought. But maybe I'm. A couple of different times he's reciting these things but never <laughs> says one word. <laughs> classic i saw an episode the other day i didn't know don rickles was ever on the andy griffith show wow so it's like wow look at him uh thanks for coming in dennis my pleasure thanks for having good me. to see you as always uh mb's pearl of wisdom for today motivation is what gets you started habit is what keeps you going motivation is what gets you started habit is what keeps you going mb's pearl of wisdom for today look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show for misty thomas for dennis cook i'm mb and now you're in the know powered by heritage media of kentucky w